This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Summer, summer. I've even taken my first road trip. (laughs) We went to Arkansas over the weekend to haul haul stuff and... uh, had a had a nice trip. Well, that Memorial Day, there was a lot of traveling. We traveled to, to Houston and back over the weekend right. for graduation. Okay, so, uh, but now we're all safe and sound, and we're going to talk about oil leaks. Uh, you know, we're told to check our oil periodically, and when it's low, where'd it go? <laughs> it had to go somewhere. So we're going to find out from Coach how to find out where it went and what you can do about it. You know, last week we talked about coolant leaks, and today is oil leaks. Can oil evaporate? (laughs) Oil cannot evaporate, neither. It is in a closed system. But let's let's talk about the difference between an oil leak and an oil seepage. Seepage. Okay. Okay. All right. There's a a difference. An oil leak is that it has to drip so many drips per minute, and a... Oral seepage is just where it's a little wet with oil. It does. It's not really leaking a whole bunch. It's just seeping. Okay. So All there's right. a difference. And so, you know, the the engine oil, oil goes everywhere in the engine, doesn't it? Goes goes all it through lubricates it. Lubricates and circulates all through that engine. And when it starts leaking, sometimes it's hard to find. So, it could just be from anything. Let's let's go start talking about. Uh, let's let's name some of the places where it could be caused. Well, a lot of times that you get in your vehicle and you smell something burning, well, that is oil. And what's happening, that is leaking off the valve cover gasket. Okay. Uh, if it's a four-cylinder, you have one valve cover. If it's a six-cylinder or eight-cylinder, you have two valve covers. And what it does, it leaks out those valve covers, drips on the exhaust. Now it smells like it's burning. Okay, so that's one place. Then you have a front timing seal that is in the very front of the engine. Uh, you can't really see it because it's right there behind the uh, harmonic balance and pulleys and all that, but it'll leak out of the front of the engine. It can leak out of the rear main seal in the rear of the engine. It can leak out of the uh, head gasket itself. It can re- leak out of the intake gasket. And it can leak out of, uh, this is a place that people don't really don't think about it. It can leak out of the electronic oil sending unit. So, you know, anything that has a connection between connections, if it's, too, if it's not tight enough or if the seal is old or bad, that's where it can kind of squirt that's where out. It's leak. Let me explain to you how it leaks out of the elect- electrical part of it. Okay. An oil sending unit has a piece that uh, goes into the block or the engine, and then you have an electrical connector on the top of it. It's not going to leak around where you screw it in. It's going to leak out of the electrical part. What it does, it shoots up through the connector. Yikes. So lots of different places that you can check it. So is that one of the ways that the mechanic or the the home person looks to check is that you can just see where it is or you know if it's in the front or in the back? 
Well, it's hard to really pinpoint a oil leak sometime, um, especially if it's leaking. You cannot find exactly where it is because when you're driving down the highway, the wind blows it backwards. So what you always need to do, get up underneath the vehicle, look straight up and forward. Don't look back. Don't just look straight up and forward, and that's usually where your oil leak's going to be, unless you can see it coming from your valve cover gasket or somewhere like that. We're talking about oil leaks today. Our email address for your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Roger in Richton to find out what his question for Coach Charlie is. Thanks for calling into the show, Roger. Thank you for taking it. Uh, I've got a question, a uh, fuel-related problem on a uh, 95 F350 diesel, and I had uh, I got dual tanks on the front tank of uh, the gauge no longer works, and but the gauge quit, and then after that, I started getting sensations in the like it was running out of fuel when I wasn't running out of fuel. I mean, I'd have like a full tank or about maybe three quarters of the tank. It was, uh, the engine would start running like it was uh, fuel deprived. I would switch to the other tank, it would do fine. I'd go a mile, switch it back, and it would run fine for 10 or 15 or 50 miles before it would start doing that again. I had recently changed a fuel filter in it, uh, and uh, the, it seemed to be a little bit before that, but now it's more, more obvious. Now let me ask you a question. Uh, where it switches from tank to tank, uh, is it just a push-button switch, or is it a mechanical switch, or what is it? Yeah, just a uh, uh, rocker type switch. Okay, so what I would do on that, if you said that on the, if you push it on one tank, it would run fine, and the other one would run fine for a little while. What I would do on that, I would check that switch where it transfers from one tank to another, and make sure that it's not got something clogged up in it. Okay, that sounds great. I'll do that. And uh, are there big differences between oil leaks and diesel engines and gas engines? Uh, they're about the same. They have the same causes that cause those oil leaks. And but a diesel engine, you know, the oil's much blacker and it's it goes all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a little harder to find. Okay. Well, thanks for answering my question. Yes, sir. Let's stay on the phone and go to Memphis and talk with Rick. Rick, we're glad you've called in to talk to Coach Charlie today. What's your comment or question for AutoCorrect? Yes. Good morning. Thank you for my call. I have a 2012 Toyota Highlander 2.7 four-cylinder. I've done an oil consumption test, so it is not using oil, but we are having a rattling noise from the engine compartment, and I was told it could be a timing chain or valve or even piston slap. What do you say? Oh, what I would do first is, uh, is it, uh, does it just do it on hills or does it do it all the time or what, as it makes the noise? It's sporadic and my wife drives the vehicle. What I would do if I was you, I'd just go to the fuel, uh, go get you some high uh, test octane fuel and put it in there and see if it stops that uh, rattle of that engine. Because a lot of times, you know, it'll stop that ping in there. But now, if that does not stop it, what happens? It has uh, guides in the for the front timing chain. It has guides in there, and one of those guides may be worn and making that uh, chain slap up against the timing cover. Okay, so first step, higher octane. Second step, uh, I take it to a to a diagnostic. Right. 
and died on the timing thing. Yeah, keep it simple. Uh, check that fuel. Put some high octane fuel in to see how it runs and see if it stops the rattle. A lot of times that'll do it. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Let's stay on the phone some more and go to Kiln and talk to Joe. We're glad you've... No, we're not. Hang on a second. We... Okay, let's go back to oil leaks. If you... Most of the time you know you have an oil leak if there's a puddle on the car, uh, the carport or if your check engine light comes on. Well, you do know that you have an oil leak at that time, but a lot of times you can smell it. Okay, when you're driving down the road, you can smell something burning. It's usually oil hitting that exhaust. But, yeah, a lot of times you, if you're parked in a clean driveway or a clean garage, you'll see that oil on the ground. But the, you look underneath the vehicle, there's oil all over the place. Can you drive it if you've got an oil leak? How, how much of an emergency is this? to go get fixed i think the problem is when we drive a vehicle that has an oil leak and we don't know where it's coming we don't have the whereabouts to check the oil enough and then if you don't check the oil now you have blown your engine up okay oh oh, all right so this yet another reason to check your oil another reason to check the oil always let's go to joe in hancock county joe thanks for calling into autocorrect today what's your comment or question thank you for taking my call i appreciate it um my question is in regard to an oil leak. I've got a, a 2011 F-150, um, obviously a pickup truck, but I've got an oil leak and uh, a, a couple of loggers that work for me, and we have kind of decided it's coming from the rear engine main seal. And I don't know if that's exactly correct, but that's just my assumption. But there's oil spatters on the back of the tailgate. Okay, once again, we said that oil, uh, as you're driving down the road, oil is going to go all the way to the back of the tailgate. It's going to go all over the place due to the wind blowing the oil. But now, if you think it's the rear main seal, how you can tell on that, uh, most transmissions have a cover right over the rear uh, where the transmission uh, flywheel is. You could could remove that cover. It takes three bolts or maybe four on that one, and you can remove that cover, and you would see oil dripping out of there. And maybe you don't have to remove it. A lot of them have a little rubber garment on the bottom of it. You could take that garment out and see if oil is leaking down. Okay. It's not a terrible leak. I, I put about two quarts a month added. I use 5W20 high-performance um, um, full synthetic. But anyway. Yeah, um, I think we're going to get into what causes those oil leaks because a lot of times rear, those rear main seals will leak a lot. And uh, in order to fix that one, that's a one-piece seal. You would have to remove the transmission, pull the plate off, put a new seal in the plate, and put it back on. So, that easy? Uh, it's that's not easy if you got to remove that transmission because you got to drop. Just, yeah, kidding. I think I'm gonna go buy a golf cart. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'll pursue that. Um, I appreciate that uh, information. Yes, sir. Okay, y'all have a good one. Thank you. you. If you've got a question, we would love for you to send us your email. It's auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about oil leaks, but that's between your vehicle repair questions. Is your car under recall? Find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. Listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, we hope you find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 with a replay Saturdays at 11. So, recent recalls 2017 to 22, Mercedes and Freightliner vehicles have a recall. It's their e call. The fix can be performed either through an over the air update or through a dealer. I guess this is like an OnStar kind of something. If you get in an accident, it automatically calls. It automatically for you. calls. Yeah, it's called, uh, the name of it is called Mercedes. Okay. You call them on the phone. Mercedes comes home. All right. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall. Just put in your VIN, or you can find their Safer Car app. We're talking about oil leaks today, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address, we love to get our emails, is auto at mpbonline.org. Great way for our Saturday listeners to contact us so that we can answer your emails. Let's go to Tom in Neshoba County. Tom, we're glad you've called in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Oh, good morning. Uh, but like the previous caller, I, too, have a 2011 F-150. And uh, I had the transmission replaced at 175,000 miles. And when the, the dealer did that, I asked to go ahead and replace the rear main bearing seal since the transmission was going to be out. And they didn't do that. And now, of course, I've got a rear main bearing seal fully. My question is, um, can you, can you with that particular oil leak, can you manage... Uh, without replacing it, I, my driveway is on a, an incline, and I park my truck religiously with the engine downhill, and I don't get any leaks uh, when I do that when it's parked. But I'm sure I'm getting some when I drive down the road. Yeah, you can manage it, but it needs to be fixed because that oil is going to, it's, the seal is just going to get worse. Now, I, I think this is one of the things what people don't understand what causes seals and gaskets and all to blow. What causes it to blow is because the engine has wear on it and combustion is going down into the crankcase and it has to go somewhere. If the PCV system is not working correctly, it pushes on those seals, it pushes on those gaskets, oil comes out. 
you know. Let, let me ask you this then. I, I've got uh, 300,000 miles on this truck. Should I just go ahead and replace that uh, positive uh, crankcase ventilation uh, valve? I would go ahead and change that. And what I would do, the hoses that are going to it, you know, because oil and combustion uh, gases come up through there, I would go ahead and clean all of that out. Uh, you can clean it with some kind of engine cleaner, or you had to take and remove the uh, valve, the hoses and the lines off of it and clean it. But I would clean all that out because that is what uh, takes all those combustion gases and put them back into the intake system so they can burn. Okay. All right. Thanks for your help. Yes, sir. Thanks, Tom. We're glad you've called in. Let's now go to Moon and talk in Liberty. Moon, how are you doing today? What's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? I'm good. Love your show. I got a 2016 Ford F-250. I just changed oil in it about 10 minutes ago, and I cannot get the engine oil change light to reset. The book says turn ignition on, press accelerator, and the brake pedal, hold them, and in three seconds a note comes up says it's changing. It won't come up. Is there another trick to this? I don't know. Uh, there's really not another trick to it. Uh, all the manufacturers have a uh, different way because mine is a 2010. All you got to do is just push the button and it resets if you hold it. Uh, what happens a lot of times is that you need to make sure that that uh, message center is working correctly. See if there's a fuse. I don't think there's a fuse that would not make it work right now. But uh, you may have to do it two or three times, but it will reset it. Okay. Because all the little codes come up, and I did the engine check status, and it goes through the whole sequence. It shows the mileage, shows everything else. But, but it, don't, it, it, yeah, it doesn't show the oil percentage. It just keeps t- coming up saying change engine oil soon. Uh, and you just changed it, you know. Wonder, I'm just wondering if you if you reset it the way that you did, and you crank it up and see if it goes off, or drive it. Maybe that'll work. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Way to go, Moon! Having the owner's manual. That's the way. You, Using that uh, OEM uh, manufacturer, it tells you everything. A lot of times, and then you can Google that on the, the internet and find it as well. All right. Let's go to Kosciuszko and talk with Leslie. Leslie, we're glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question for Coach? Well, thank you very much, Miss Gill. By the way, you, you have a, a perf- such an extremely uh, warm voice. It's, it's truly a radio voice. So, thank you for the way you present yourself and the, you present the uh, organization. So, thank you for that. My question was: uh, I have a 2010 Mercury Marquis. And uh, all of a sudden, it started. I, I turn on the uh, the vehicle, and I, you know, of course, in these hot days, I turn on. I turn it on to maximum AC, and it starts blowing onto me, right? You know, through the vents, and it starts uh, blowing. Okay, as soon as I start to move, and I start, let's say, I get onto 55, and I start to put on speed, it switches and goes to the defrost. All of the cold air, and I put my hand up there, and it's coming up to frost, uh, and it's cold, but it's not like it's blowing on you. So you're still hot in the car because you have this, this sun beating on you. And then when I get off of 55, let's say, or one time I pulled over on the shoulder uh, to do something and real quick, 
I think it was to uh, shut my phone off. Somebody was calling. And all of a sudden, the air started coming to the vents again. And when I took off again to drive fast, it went back to the defrost. Any any thoughts or comments that you may uh, impart, please? Thank you. Know, you. On that particular vehicle, you need to see if it has a uh, vacuum leak. Because what happens if that one has vacuum, it controls the mode where the doors are uh, going up to defrost, going to the floor, going to the vents. Okay. And uh, it's according to how much vacuum you got is according to where it's going to go. Okay. If it's a vacuum operated, if it's electronic operated, what you need to do is put a scan tool on it and see which one of those doors are bad in there. And what happens, those doors will close or they'll open uh, whenever they want to if the electrical current is not correct. So what I would do, if it's vacuum, check the, have somebody check the vacuum on the air conditioner system. And as of the doors opening and closes, and then if it's electrical, have them put a scan tool on it. Well, thank you very much. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you so much. You're so have welcome. Have a wonderful day to everybody there. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Leslie. When we're talking about oil leaks, is there anything you can do to prevent them from happening? Well, I think the main thing is check your PC uh, V system, make sure it's clean, make sure it's operating uh, uh, correctly, change the oil, make sure that the oil is changed on a regular uh, interval time. And the main thing is if the engine has a lot of wear and tear in it, you know, the only way you're going to fix it is take it apart and fix it correctly. Okay, I think I missed the memo. What's the PCV system? Okay, that's a positive crankcase ventilation system. And what that does, uh, all your... All engines have blow-by, and blow-by means that there is hot gases coming past the rings in the cylinder. I don't know if you you ever knew, did you ever see a diesel on the side of the road when you were younger and you saw smoke coming out from under it? What that was, that was a pipe that was coming directly from the crankcase system, and it was letting those exhausts out, that gases out. Okay, well, what they did, instead of polluting the environment, they routed it back into the intake so it would burn again. Okay, well, all that pressure that was in the PCV system or in the crankcase, they would take it out, reburn it, help the environment, plus help the seals and everything in your engine. And that's why you were saying to uh, somebody that uh, Tom, that you need to clean out those hoses. Right. All right. Let's go to Raymond and talk with Steve. Steve, we're so glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question for Coach Charlie? Uh, yes, sir. I was uh, in the market to buy my son a new vehicle. Would like? Would you suggest going with like diesel or gas, depending on you know? Well, it's according to what you're looking for and how he's going to use it or she's going to use it. Is it a uh, young man driving a four wheel drive or? You know, if it uh, is, just like a daily driver, nothing, no, no towing or nothing. Yeah, I've, you know, gasoline. Uh, I got three hundred and seventy thousand miles on my Toyota gasoline. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, I got a hundred. I got two hundred thousand miles on a F one fifty pickup truck. Okay, now you're going to get just as much uh, mileage as you are on either one of them because the way the engines are built now. The diesel, if you're getting a truck or a car, it's according to what you want. A diesel engine, you know, they say they can get 500,000 miles on them, and they may do it. You know, some of them do. But it's just according what you want and, you know, and how much uh, preventive maintenance. Now, there are more uh, preventive maintenance in a diesel than it is 
and gasoline, I will tell you that, because there's more filters to change. And I have one, one other question on a Ford, an older, older model Ford truck. On the 351s, you know they have a, Cle- a Windsor, a Cleveland, and a, what is it, modular, modular or modified? Right, modified. Um, is the modifiers like a, that's a big block? Yeah, they're all big blocks. The 351s are big blocks. But I think a lot of people miss uh, the conception of what the difference is between a 351 uh, Windsor and 351 Cleveland. The only thing difference in them are the where they put the bolts, the main caps on the uh, crankshafts. Yes, sir. The 351 Windsor has two, and the Cleveland has four, four bolts in each main cap. Okay. I don't know. That's the difference, and because the 351 ha- uh, Cleveland has more power to it, well, they have a stronger uh, system holding those, that crankshaft in that uh, block. Okay. And um, I know, like, uh, um, is it right that the Windsor and the Cleveland use a C4 transmission, and the modified has a C6? Uh, yes, sir. The, it'll fit both of them. C4 and C6 will fit both of them. Okay. 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 Thank you, Steve. Yes, sir. We're glad you called in, Steve. We want to hear from you with your email questions. Auto at mpbonline.org. Our topic is oil leaks, but that's just between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host, and I'm Liz Gill. Man, I hope you have downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. Hey, when you're on vacation this summer, if you've downloaded our app, you can listen to Mississippi News or catch a podcast from one of your favorite MPB shows if you're not in our listening area. Ooh, you can listen live on the Internet, too, on the app and make a contribution to help support Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So in the news, the average age of U.S. Of cars on the U.S. on the roads is now over a little over 12 years, marking a new record, according to S&P Mobility, continuing a five-year climb. The lack of new cars uh, on lots in turn drove customers who couldn't wait to replace their vehicles to buy used ones, making them 40.5 
20% more expensive than last year. Yes, they are expensive. You can almost get a new car for the price you can get a used car today. So we're going to be in the market for a new, new car in the, in the, oh, maybe the summer and into the fall. We're still keeping my 2006 Dodge Grand Caravan. It hasn't broken down yet, but we've had to play swap-a-doodles with a, a kid. And they took our Sonata, our hybrid, to uh, out of state. And now we have their broken down janky car. <laughs> well, you deserve a new one. Just go get it. <laughs> well, we're trying to decide what to get. And um, uh, I don't know. Everybody's got a Honda CRV. We, we need something to haul dogs. And so, like, you know, something that can lay flat to have lots of dog space. But. Well, do your research, do your reviews, and yes. find the one you like. Yes. Ooh, we love going to the Edmunds.com. Yes. He's been a great guy. One of them uh, has been on the Ivan Drury uh, Senior Insights Manager has been on the show a couple of times. Hey, maybe I'll have him. I'll have Help him on the out. show and go. say, Ivan, I need a new car. What should I get? Let's find out your questions for Coach. Let's go to uh, Choctaw County and talk to Lamar. Lamar, we're glad you've called in today. What's your comment or question for Coach? Good morning. I enjoy you so very much. My question is, I have a 2006 F-150 Ford. I want to know the location of the cabin filter. I have looked behind the glove box. It's not there, and I was unable to find it. If Coach could help me, I appreciate it. Now, you can go back on some of these vehicles. That's a 2006. You may not even have a cabin filter in there. Some some of them do not have cabin filters. Okay. So if you don't see it behind the glove box and you don't see a little uh, door right about it, under the hood, right by the windshield, it does not have one. Okay. All right, so appreciate it. Yes, sir. Let's go to the Hub City Hattiesburg and find out what's up with Teresa. Teresa, we're glad you've called in. What's your comment or question for Coach? Hi, um, I'm glad to ask this question. Um, my husband has a small uh, pickup truck, a Chevy S10 2001, and the um, the oil dipstick broke off near the top, it's, and it's 26 inches long, and we have gone to all the parts places, online, um, junk yards, we cannot find a replacement. I was wondering if he had any suggestions. Uh, the dealership does not have one? No. Well, being a 2001 one. S, yeah, it would be in 2001 S, and probably has a uh, four cylinder or six cylinder. Uh, oh, I didn't write that down. Okay, well, well what do you need to do? It, you it, need... Was a, it was a straight tip strip. And um, it's 26 inches long. I know that. And you can uh, get on the Internet, search for that. And a lot of junkyards, uh, they'll still have those. But if they're going to have to get them out of a junk engine that they can't use anymore, but they'll still have them. And you can find them. Just go on the Internet and uh, you're, you're going to go out of state in order to find it. There's a lot of good junkyards in Texas that are big junkyards. You'll be able to find one there. Okay. They'll go out of state. Yeah, you're going to go out of state to find one, most likely. I was told that they that they were not 
they couldn't sell them legally. I don't know why. No, they can sell them. It doesn't matter. It's a part. They can sell it. Uh, a dipstick is a dipstick, you know, as long as it fits that vehicle. Okay. All right. We'll Thank try you. Again. Thank you. Good luck, Teresa. We're talking about oil leaks, but that's just between your questions that you can email us, auto at mpbonline.org. Coach, can we prevent oil leaks? Well, the only way we're going to prevent them, like I say, is change your oil, clean out the system. Now, let me explain to you that you cannot stop an oil leak as... You know, a lot of people go to the store, they get additives to put in their oil and says it's going to make their engine stop leaking. Well, that's usually not what happens. What happens usually clogs up the system because uh, really all the additives that you're putting in your oil, it has some type of uh, additive that will swell the uh, seals up. You know, if you ever thought about putting a uh, latex glove on and putting in gasoline, well, that's the same thing it's doing. It's swelling that seal up and it's going to work for a little while. But if it has a big crack in it because they get old and all, you're, it needs to be replaced. And if you have, you know, say you notice some oil on the carport, it, it could be a big thing or could it just be like a little O-ring thing that just needs to be done? Well, it could be a loose oil filter. It could be, uh, like I say, uh, just a valve cover, a loose valve cover because things vibrate and they loosen up over time. So you could talk about just a very few dollars or you could talk about several thousand dollars to get it fixed. So this is not one of the times you should... Oh, if I don't check, it won't be anything. Right. Because it's, it's not going to heal itself. It's not going to heal itself. <laughs> in, in order to find most of these oil leaks, you're going to have to have that vehicle up on a rack and put it in the air so you can get up underneath the vehicle. You need to clean the vehicle underneath very good with a pressure washer. Get all the grease out from under it so you can find it. Now, there's an easier way to find that oil leak as well. You can put dye. We talked about putting dye in air conditionings. We can put dye in oil as well and use a black light and find where it's leaking. So if uh, if you're a control freak like I am and you like to use the wand to do the, the car wash, it's okay to clean off the, the engine? Yes, uh, you just want to be careful with the electronics. You might want to put a piece of plastic over the injectors and the coils, but then you'll be able to get underneath it and get all the oil off. What if you don't know where the injector and the coils are? Well, then you're going to take and find somebody who does. <laughs> That'll be the difference. Okay. I'll get somebody else to wash my car then for me. All right. Let's go to Greenville and talk with Arthur. Arthur, we're glad you've called into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Hi. Good morning. Uh, I've got a 2015 Hyundai Sonata, and I've got oil leak, uh, but it's not dripping oil. But when the oil changes, uh, the oil slowly uh I'm losing oil, but I don't know where it's going or what's causing oil leak. Yeah, let me give you a good advice on this. When people change their oil, uh, it has that oil plug in the bottom of their oil pan. A lot of people strip those oil plugs out. And if you ever notice, if you take your uh, vehicle to a quick change, they put a little... Uh, silicone on the bottom of it so to see if that oil plug's been moved from somebody else because what happens they strip the plug out and now you're going down the road the plug comes out all the oil goes on the ground and it may start out just a little bitty seep where it just drips uh, or a leak where it just drips just a little bit so that's one place you need to check oil filter gasket if they don't have it tight enough 
it'll leak there uh, and you'll see it on the side of the block so you know there's once again got to clean the car up look for look up and look forward to see where that oil is coming from now it could be burning the oil as well you know a lot of people say well my oil is disappearing but i don't see a leak well it could be going right out the exhaust pipe what do i look for on the exhaust pipe if it's uh, burning oil well what do you want to do you want uh, how many miles the car got on it uh, 158. Yeah, what I would do on there is a lot of times if you got oil leaking down, well, that used to be on Valka, but it still do the same thing. If it's leaking down on top of the uh, piston, you'll see it smoke when you first crank it up, and it'll be a bluish-gray smoke, and it usually goes away. But if it's steady, has a light bluish-gray to it, then you know it's burning a little oil. And that could be coming by the rings and the engine. And like I said, there's a lot of different ways you can test. You know, like putting a compression test on the engine, see how well the cylinders are and if the rings are good. So there's a lot of different ways that you can find their oil leak. But, you know, if you think it's leaking external, I would just get some dye and put it in there and let somebody put a black light on it. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, remind us from last week, because you told us last week, but I don't remember, so I'm asking again. The sm- If you have smoke coming out of the tailpipe, it's different colors, and it means different things. You have three smokes. You have black. Black means that it's burning a lot of fuel. Okay, same thing with a diesel. If you notice that they used to say they used to roll coal because you had black smoke coming out of the exhaust, well, they no longer do that. Okay, you have white. White is coolant or water. And then you have a bluish gray that is oil. All right. So, so yeah, those three, if you can see what those color smokes are, you can identify the problems with your engine. Take a little swatch to the back to see. We're discussing oil leaks and taking your repair questions. Hey, send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. We have got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. Hey, I should also ask uh, Casey. This is a Kia Nitro. Nitro. Uh, So we'll have to see what he thinks about this car. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. If you have a long commute like I do, I might have the perfect vehicle for you this week. It's a 2022 Kia Niro EV. Now that's the all-electric version of Kia's compact crossover. And this is very well-equipped. It has heated and ventilated front seats, heated leather-wrapped steering wheel, Harman Kardon audio, and all the crash avoidance systems. But that's not where you're going to buy this one. You're going to buy this one because it goes 240 miles without plugging in. It's also very quick, quiet, smooth, accelerates onto the freeway easily, does 0 to 60 in 7.8 seconds, it's really a joy to drive. And it's also very easy to recharge. If you use a commercial charger, a DC fast charger, you can replenish to 80% in an hour. If you have a 240 volt charger, like you might at home or work or at the mall, you can replenish in nine and a half hours. 
or if you plug into the wall at home, it's going to take you days. But you can do that if you need to. So let's talk about price. Well, this vehicle starts just under $40,000, minus the $7,500 tax credit, so it's fairly affordable that way. This one fully equipped, $47,070. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Hall Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. This is AutoCorrect. If you have missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASE Certified Master Technician. It's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Tip of the Week. Never use the oil filter wrench to tighten up an oil filter. Use it to take it off, but never use it to tighten it up or you'll never get the oil filter off. Whoa. Okay. All right. So that's, that is very good to know. I also don't like when they over-tighten the lug nuts on the tires. That's always a bad thing also. Those always should be torqued. Right. Thank you for that good tip of the week. And I think... Is changing an oil kind of a, that's a, a gateway to being a, a your own mechanic? That's the gateway of just doing the maintenance on your vehicle. I think the easier things that can be done that you can do at home yourself saves you a lot of money and prevents that car from breaking down. Because, you know, I guess oil changes can go from $40 to, what does Mercedes charge? Uh, about $200 <laughs> for an oil change. I just kind of giggle when I say that. Let's go to Roger in Florence. Roger, we are so glad you've called us today. What's up with you? Well, good program. Several several comments to go with what's been already said, although I missed a little of it because I had to leave the, leave the listening. Uh one thing about oil leak as opposed to seepage, or maybe seepage. Previous designs used to have the oil pressure sensor mounted right on the engine block, and those things would sometimes would begin to leak. The oil would not demonstrate except down under the engine, but if you're having an oil leak from your engine or a transmission fluid leak, you, you park in the same place every day, then you're going to spot... Uh, uh, oil leakage or, or transmission fluid leakage on the surface, on the concrete, or wherever you park. Another thing about uh, something that's been said about oil, uh, I don't think I may have missed it, but there's such a thing as the third thing. There's oil consumption or, or burning oil, as we used to say, and the engines that are lasting two or 300,000 miles, those things are being well-maintained, and they may, they may burn a little bit of oil, but that's normal. A little bit passes the piston rings, but and it seems like the Ford engines used to be worse about that. But if you're losing oil on your dipstick, don't know why, and you don't have a spot of leaking oil 
where you park your car, then look for smoke coming out the tailpipe, and you may be burning oil and have a what could what would become a very serious engine problem. Those are my comments. Uh, I don't really have any other questions. Good work uh, on what you're doing. Thanks. Thank you so much for the comments. Yeah, uh, when you talk about oil consumption, um, it's according to how much that uh, oil is getting past those rings. Uh, just to notice how much it's going to really uh, burn, and you know, uh, it's a good, like I say, it's a good idea to always check the oil. You know, at least once a week, and you can determine if it's losing oil, if it's burning oil, or if it's leaking oil. So I always say, uh, when you're looking at a vehicle, it's sight you know first for first of all you want to look around and see if you see it and then you want to smell it see if you see anything that may uh, you smell anything burnt you know and then the color or whatever it may be if it's a uh, uh, dark brown or if it's red you can almost identify what type of fluids are leaking underneath that vehicle remind us about the the color of the fluids okay when you think about oil oil is going to be brown or black Okay, then transmission fluid is going to be red. Okay, power steering fluid is going to be clear. Brake fluid is going to be clear. And then you got different colors of antifreeze that could be orange, could be uh, red, yellow. And then your wiper fluid is going to be blue. You know, so you got different colors, and really by knowing where. That leaks come from, like he said, if you park your vehicle in the same place every time and you see this certain color in this certain area, not saying it may not be exactly in that spot because sometimes oil and fluids, they move along the engine, they travel where they can, you know, maybe there's something in the way and it travels down, but a lot of times it's going to be in that area. But if you've been driving and you got oil all over it, the first thing is to clean it up. Okay, so this, I think it was Tom who said he parks his car on the driveway downhill. That is interesting to me, uh, I guess, as a philosophy. Well, if he parked it with the engine going uphill, all the oil goes to the back. So what he does, he turns it towards the uh, downhill, all the oil goes towards the front. Okay, that's why he says uh, you, the rear main seal oil sits there and it doesn't really leak a whole bunch until the crankshaft's turning. And then when it turns, then the oil comes out. Okay. Are, you know, we've talked about lots of different ways that things can, the oil can come out, you know, from gaskets and from seals and from covers. Are getting those replaced or are part of your regular preventive maintenance? Not necessarily, because uh, you start replacing a rear main seal, a front seal, uh, valve covers, you know, all those. Once again, I say seals and all should maintain, but what happens, they get dry, they get rotten, and they start cracking. Then they start leaking just because, like I say, they shouldn't leak. But once you got pressure from the engine, maybe you have a war engine, and that pressure gets down in there and it doesn't come back out, it has to go somewhere. All right. And once again, when you are changing your oil, use the manufacturer's suggestion from the owner's manual. Uh, the intervals uh, when it needs to be uh, replaced. I uh, said something about the oil plug being stripped a lot of times. You know, if you have a torque wrench, 
torque that oil plug. But if not, you if you've been a, a handyman or any type of mechanic part, you'll be able to put that oil plug in without stripping it. Uh, make sure, once again, like I said, the tip of the day is do not tighten that uh, oil filter up with a wrench. Make sure you take and turn the oil filter till it's tight with your hand and go another quarter turn with your hand. Because what happens, that gasket on that oil filter seals against the block, and it's there. Well, that's a life lesson because I cracked the shower hose, replacing the shower hose, and turned it too tight. That's it. Just cracked it. So there you go. Thank you, Coach Charlie. We love all your information and uh, how you volunteered to help all of Mississippi and Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Well, you're so welcome. I'm glad to do it. All right. Calvin Klein was our phone answerer, and Jay White is our engineer. So I'm Liz Gill, and we want to thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.